you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. recording podcast episode 110 what's up neil what's up man i don't know man i called you earlier today and got a text a little <sighs> bit later said i've been asleep i've been napping all day <laughs> it's one of, it's a rainy <laughs> nappy day yeah and i have been all for it i don't I, i'm not, not i'm not a napper yeah i never get like good anymore i don't get good sleep i can't sleep so to get some good naps in yeah, I probably only slept for about fourteen minutes. I don't know, but it, it, you know. Well, well, you know that's that's how I am. If I if I lay down and take a nap, all I gotta do is fall asleep, even if it's just for thirty seconds. If I get up, I feel better. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Well, we got a great guest here tonight. We've got Evan McMillan. Welcome, Evan. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? I was wondering if you were gonna say McMillian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think McMillian dollars. You know, Evan oh, McMillian yeah, dollars. I think that's the uh, McDonald's Monopoly game. <laughs> the McMillions. <laughs> well, tell me about this big granddaddy bottle you brought oh, us, man. Oh, yeah, dude. So, uh, my, my, my buddy JR on, on the mail route. Yeah. He's been listening to the podcast. He, he'll be on this one. Not on it, but he'll hear this in about six months when he catches up because he listens from the first one to the end. He just started listening, huh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got to talking about a lot of bourbon, man. I He's like, man, he shows me all his cool bourbon... Uh, that he gets because he's one of the guys that'll he'll go to the distillery and all right Wednesday is the you know the Taylor release I'm gonna go grab that so he'll do that so I walked in he was showing me as his grab of the day and he had that and as he was leaving he said here here take that I said what he's like yeah take that so it's a so you know there's I guess it's the shape of the bottle but the 1.75 liter Woodford Reserve looks way bigger than it's, other 1.75. I know it. I mean, that looks like a. So yeah, dude, he, he uh, gives me a 1.75 liter of, of Woodford to to take, and I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be on the podcast, man. And we actually had a podcast that night. And we were going to drink it, but we got two bottles brought in, so we saved it. Yeah. Well, so, cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks, Jr. Cheers, Evan. I know Cheers. you're not you're not having any bourbon with us tonight because you got a long ride home. Mm. But we appreciate you coming in. Thank you, guys. And Evan, before we get going with you, we just want to talk briefly. We just had our first uh, Top Hill Presents at the yeah. BA Colonial. And man, yeah, what a good time. That was awesome, wasn't it? Dusty Bow in turn three just killed it. I'm, but, I'm ready to go back. It, it was The response was great. Great yeah. response, a lot of people. And I think it was a great mix of you know, those guys brought people. We brought people. Yep. 
I wonder if anybody just wandered in on it and was like, you know what? This is pretty cool. I don't know. We talked about that. You know, hmm. I don't know if they, I know they had a sign out in the courtyard, but Gusty they Bo probably, playing, though. they probably need to put it. Yeah. It was <laughs> Gusty. They probably need to put a sign out on, uh, on New Cut Road Something. when they have live music. Little, little easel. You know, when, when we originally went, we had some concerns with kind of the atmosphere of the place. It was cool. It was very cool in the history of the building and, I think the atmosphere was created, and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was a great great time. Yep, a lot of fun. You know what else I thought about? Next time, but it's April, April fourteenth is what we have penciled in right, right now. So yeah. April fourteenth is the penciled in date. But this podcast is coming out April fifteenth. That's fine. <laughs> but well, then hopefully April fourteenth that uh, door. Will be open. We'll know by the time this podcast comes oh, out. That garage so. door was yeah, open, and yeah, the decks the outside. In play. Yeah, because that deck in play, I think you get more people hearing music, which will bring more people up. But also, man, that's just that's more people in that room, yeah, watching the music. That'd be cool. And you know what else? What people <laughs> listened to the music. Yeah, they paid attention to the songs. The songs were on. They listened. They clapped after every song. It was exactly what we wanted. Yep. You know, Evan, uh, sorry to kind of keep rambling, but <laughs> oh, you're good, man. <laughs> as, as a musician, uh, you know, I'm sure it's important to you that if you're going to play your original music and, and, you know, all original music, you want to be heard. You want to, to people to listen to the words and, and respond at the end of it. And yeah. for us to, uh, well, for the audience to do that, I think it just made it even um, better night yeah. overall. Especially for solo acoustic, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, Evan. Well, man, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've been looking forward to this, and then we always start with the uh, with the same question. So we're going to ask you to go back to to childhood and share your earliest memories of music. And then, at what point uh, did you realize you were going to make music a a really big part of your life? Yeah, man. Uh, the earliest memory I can think of is probably like. I was like four or five, and uh, we were in, I think we were in the car with my, my grandma and my cousin on their way somewhere, and uh, do you remember the band The Fray from oh, the early yeah. 2000s? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that album just came out there, you know, debut right. or whatever it was, and uh, I think it was like Over My Head was the song oh, that's that came it. on the radio, and I I never really paid attention up to that point because, you know, I was only four to five, but yeah. once I heard that, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's pretty That one caught your cool. attention, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... About a year or two after that was my first concert was the fray at uh, Riverbend. No kidding. So that was was cool. So who took you to see the fray when you were six or seven years old? That was my mom. Okay. Yeah, that was my mom. She took me and it was a good time. That's pretty cool. But I can remember of it, you know, it's been (laughs) so long, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But. At what point did you uh, decide you wanted to play guitar? I mean, I only started playing like, it was right after I graduated high school. Really? Okay, um, so you didn't start early as a child. Yeah, it was like fall of 2018. Okay. I graduated in 2018, and then like it was probably August or September, I think, something like that when I started. Okay. The person that taught me was uh, my grandpa's half-sister. Mm. He didn't really know his dad too well. Well, it turns out that side of the family you know, really played music a lot. And, really? Uh, she's a songwriter, and then his real dad was a fiddle player. Huh. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Finding that out once I started playing, you know. Yeah. So what made you want to play at that point? You know, I just started getting into, 
you know, singer-songwriter type of music, you know, like, like I was 14 or 15, I started getting to Bob Dylan and uh, Blaze Foley and Jackson Frank and guys like that. And yeah. eventually just built up to where I'm like, man, I need to start playing. I want to learn these songs, you know? All right. Yeah. Before the podcast started, I did want to sneak in there to, and I was like, dude, you got a, a great voice. So were you always just singing or around the house or any of that stuff? Secretly to myself, pretty much, you All know. Right. Uh, but, you know, I just, I, I guess it started out me trying to emulate like certain songwriters I admired, you know, mm -hmm. trying to, that's how I found my voice eventually, you know, try to sing. And, okay. Like, you know, uh, Raylan Baxter, Justin Towns Early, you know, Andrew oh, yeah. Combs, those are some of the guys that I okay. learned right. a lot of their songs, you know. So you, you've done, I guess, really a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. That's not too long ago, 2018. Yeah, I mean, pretty much in the, of course, during the pandemic, that's when I first started uh, writing. Okay, so you, you're, ju you're just now getting into the writing uh, fold, huh? Yeah, it was only like February or March, like right when the, as the pandemic was starting, you know, is when I started writing. I wrote my first song around that time. Wow. Okay. And uh, before that, I mean, it was like, well, it was like my first few years of college, I would just like write a line maybe yeah. every few months and it didn't really amount to anything. And then finally wrote my full song, you know. So when you uh, would come up with a, a line and, you know, actually write it down in college, were you attempting to write or were you just, hey, that, I don't know where that came from. I'm going to write that down real quick. That's pretty much like that. I just write, okay. write it down real quick. And so no intention hmm. to like complete a song, just kind of writing yeah. down thoughts. But you heard something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, that's that's a that's a pretty natural, organic way of coming to it, you know. But having the having the knowledge to go, I'm going to write that down. That's good too, because you can always go back to that. How many of those original? I'm going to write that down has ended up into a full song. Oh man, uh, I guess none really in that time. Okay. I might go back to. I mean, there's some notebooks I haven't oh, gone you'll through since. Oh, always go back to them, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like eventually, I always find myself going through my notes on my phone or like an old notebook and try to, whether it's like a word or a line itself, you know, try to do, try to see if I can bring it back, you know. It's hard to come back to like the longer you wait, you know, I've found yeah. that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you never know. So did you write any, I mean, did you write through high school like poems or or anything like that or? No, not really. I was always uh, interested in it, but I never really, you know, sat down. I was like, okay, I won't, if I write, it won't be worth a crap, you know. It was, always, <laughs> it was always that mindset, but eventually I was just like, I'm going to do it anyways, you know. Just being, a, at that point, you're just a listener of music. You, you're not playing. So you did, you said you were listening to like singer, songwriter type, type music. Were you going out to watch live music or? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like around that time, I think probably a year or two before uh, I started actually playing, I we go to like festivals and just different little little concerts like at Southgate House in Newport or um, I went to Forecastle in 2017. That was another early one. First time I was ever in Louisville or in the area. And, uh, you know, Bunbury Music Festival was another one, one of the early ones. And, you know, just around that time, probably 16 is when I started really going to shows. And Okay. Uh, I mean, at one point, I think before the pandemic, I would go to like three or four a week. Almost. Oh, man. For a so you were of watching time. a lot of live music. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you seek out like a solo acoustic type artist or did it just a little bit of everything? I guess mostly solo acoustic, but I would do a little bit of, little bit of both, you know. If it was yeah. a band I really liked or, you know, a songwriter I really liked, you know. Mm. 
Is there a lot of, uh, is there like a, a live original music scene? And you're in Northern Kentucky, right? Yes. Yeah. Is, is there a pretty good scene up there for that? Yeah, there is. I mean, I don't think people are too knowledgeable about it. You know, it's kind of, because it's kind of, you know, just in that area. But, um, I mean, like the Southgate house is really in the middle of all that. Um, yeah. Everybody comes through there. Anybody that I really admire. And, you know, Jeremy Pinnell's big up there. And, yeah. you know, Jay Skaggs, and he goes around the area. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Jay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, this it's a really cool, cool little scene. I think you know, yeah, a lot of people love music around that area. You know, especially Cincinnati. And you told me you're from California, Kentucky, and I never heard of California, Kentucky. Really? Did you, Neil? No, just now. Yeah. I was 42 years old when I heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a small town or? It isn't. I guess you can't really even consider it a town anymore. I mean, at one point, like. I think before, like, the flood of 37, there was, like, a decent amount of, like, you know, little historic things okay. in the area, and then that pretty much just wiped out. So, you guys are right on the river then? Yes. I'm I'm off uh, Route 8. It's kind of, like, uh, probably, like, a half an hour from Cincinnati, and then if you go the other way, I'm probably, like, a half an hour to Augusta, 45 yeah. from Maysville. Can you see the river? Yeah. yeah. Like, right around this time of the year, you can definitely see it. Yeah. You look uh, through the tree line, you can kind of see it, like, from the top of my house, you know, on top of the hill. Nice. Yeah. Once you started playing guitar, I'm assuming that your go-to would be some of the singer-songwriter stuff you were coming up listening to, like Bob Dylan and those guys, um, Justin Towns Earl. Did you, uh, did you ever play and sing in front of people? Did you play out ever? I think like the first time I ever played in front of somebody was, uh, was probably late 2019 maybe. Like the fall of 2019, that's when I started. I was like, I was playing in front of a friend of mine just a few times. And he's like, you know, you should probably try to go into an open mic or something, you know, just to play in front of other people. And mm -hmm. uh, eventually I did that. And How nervous um, were you? Oh, it was bad. It was, <laughs> oh man. I'm already, I'm already like kind of nervous anyways, you know, just doing that with my friend, you know, even though I knew him for so long. And you that's know. worse. Yeah. That's worse than doing it in front of a room of people, man. Doing it in front of, like, it's too intimate. You know that person. Yeah. <laughs> Listen like, to these words I wrote. Things yeah. I did. It's like even my my first, I guess, technical uh, first gig or whatever I had was like a half an hour set opening for a, a band. And um, there's probably like, I want to say maybe 50 people there or something like that. And of course, I knew probably most of them. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was definitely nerve wracking, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't start even singing in front of somebody until late 2019, the pandemic was February, March, 2020. How many chances did you get to play out? Um, I, I think I went to the open mic. There's an open mic in uh, Alexandria, Kentucky. I started going to, uh, it was Alexandria Brewing Company. And I went there for probably, I went there maybe five or six times over a span of weeks. It was like, uh, I think it was Thursdays. I would go like after work or something and, and do it. And then kind of stopped for, a month or two, and then right as the pandemic was starting, I went to one, and then after that, they shut it down, you know? Oh. So, sitting here trying to remember, I can't remember if Evan, it seems like Evan might be one, one of the Instagram profiles you sent me, but I know, I know I saw a video, so when did you start videoing, you videoing yourself and putting that on socials and things? Um, I did two videos just like in my kitchen or whatever, <laughs> um, two songs I wrote, and uh, I think I was like just the first ones I put up, it might have been a year ago, something like that, maybe... He probably was a little less than that, but uh, I was like, I just need to post these songs just to get them out there, you know, because 
since open mics were kind of halted for a little while yeah. and you know um but yeah i think people liked them you know yeah. just a few people that i know told me like oh yeah you know you got a nice voice you know i never knew you i never knew you wrote songs you know that's i've heard that a lot and yeah. That kind of kept it hush-hush for a little while, you know. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of, uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because it's it's wild to think, you know, this is this is a different type of podcast for us. We're used, you know, everything you've done is in the span of a short period of time. And, and in that short period of time, there's been a pandemic that has not allowed you to play. Um, you started writing at the beginning of that, which means, you, you know, you're still uh, in the process of learning the voice and, and what you're doing. And it's fascinating. Like it's a, it's a cool, I yeah, think this you're is, really still at the beginning of the, of your journey. Yeah. 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 Man, I got a, a long way to go, but you know, it's, yeah. it's been fun so far. You know? Yeah. Man, because you're just getting to the point where, you know, people are going to hear, uh, some of these songs probably for the first time and you're going to be able to, uh, continue to develop. And, and it, it's just, it's fascinating to wrap my head around and to think that, on the other side, what is your growth going to be uh, to get finally get back in front of people again? And, you know, because we're getting to that point now, you know, like we just mm -hmm. talked about having our uh, first live event to where things are, are opening up and freeing up, man. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and you're moving pretty quickly. No kidding. Yeah. Trying to, man. Just trying to, I was like, might as well just keep the ball rolling and just <laughs> yes. post or, you know, or, because uh, I started going back to open mics. They, in Cincinnati, they started opening up a little earlier mm -hmm. uh, in 2021. I think it was like, it's probably a year after the pandemic. I would say April, maybe something mm -hmm. a little bit like that. And uh, I started going to a spot called Sitwells. It's on Ludlow Avenue by Ludlow Garage and stuff, which is a uh, a cool venue. But um, I don't think I did any original material when I first started going to open mics at that brewery. Okay. I think I started doing it at Sitwells and... Um, that was definitely nerve wracking, but that makes it even. I played the songs by myself for so long. I'm like, just close your eyes and just see what happens, you know. Yeah. But, um, Get a good response. Yeah, it was it was a really cool I spot. You, you know, did, yeah. There's a lot of uh, it's kind of like a UC University of Cincinnati hangout, so everybody was really you know quiet and just kind of. I see that respectful. I see yeah. that Martin case sitting next to you. Is that the guitar you started with in 2018? No, I started with like a little Ibanez. My dad bought, you know. I think he bought it when I was probably two or three. He wanted to start playing, you know, start oh, playing okay. guitar, and he never, and he never did. And this was stored in the closet for a long time. And right. I started with it, and um, then I kind of got obsessed with the guitars, and I bought a, you know, I mean, like three or four over a span of time, and this keeps, you know, it's addicting. It is. Uh, <laughs> it really I don't know. Is. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no guitars. <laughs> yeah, I hear, I hear all the time. Uh, are you looking at guitars on Facebook Marketplace again? No. 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 I'm not. I'm just looking at them. I don't want to buy one. I don't need anything else. But but they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. There might be something out there you don't know you need. Yeah. yeah exactly. Seriously. Like, I can see three or four of them in that room right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we needed all those. That's right. You got to have them all. Yeah. <laughs> they all serve a different purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they all sound different in uh, different uh, amplifiers. Yeah. And all yeah. the tone of the woods are different. Yeah. 
Let's listen to a, an Evan McMillian tune. McMillian. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> McMillian. McMillian. There we go. McMillian <laughs> too. I like million, man. We might, you might have to change it. That might have to be your stage name. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Foolish Days. Yeah, Foolish Days. Uh, that was one of the, probably one of the first songs I wrote. It was in the in a group of them. And uh, I mean, I just, I kind of just had a melody in my head. I was listening to a few different artists and, this kind of was inspired by them, you know, just their the style of the song and yeah. Um, I've tried to think of what I wrote it about because it was kind of one I wrote and I didn't really think about it, you know. Maybe we'll be able to tell you after we listen to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. See what your opinion <laughs> is. Yeah, get, all right, let's check it out. <laughs> Foolish days. See what I wrote? Yeah. Howard man. You got that uh, Hill Figs voice, don't you? Yeah. You got a tone to yeah. it. Tone. Yeah. You ever heard of uh, Tyler Hood and the oh, Hill yeah, Figs? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I listened to an interview you guys did with the uh, Hill Figs. That was cool. Yeah. Figs, yeah. We need to get them back in here, by the way. Thanks for rem- reminding me <laughs> with you your go. vocals. <laughs> yeah. Do a five prime with them. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, where did you record that? That was recorded at a friend's house. Um, I got together with uh, Br- my friend Brady from Covered Bridge Media. We, uh, we got together, you know, he always mentioned something. He's like, yeah, man, if you ever want to record, you know, just let me know. And uh, I figured, why not? You know, I had a little group of songs enough for an EP or something. So mm-hmm. I figured I'd get with them. And yeah, we recorded those, I think, beginning of February. We did those. He's brought yeah. some mics and stuff and set up. And Yeah, so he kind of just travels around and records different people, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. Yeah, and puts the videos out. He just he makes you feel really comfortable and stuff. You know, it's really cool. And yeah. um, I'm glad I did it, you know. Yeah. What do, you, what do you got going on now as far as, you know, now that things are opening back up and we can watch live music and 
set up different shows. You talked about doing a lot of open mics and things. Uh, what, what do you have going now? Uh, coming up, I think like uh, so next weekend, I'll have a gig uh, at a little bar near me called Flintlocks. Uh, I've been there. I've been there once before and I played a three-hour set. Um, and then the twenty-sixth of March, I'll be at a place called Linuxburg Store. Mm. Um, they're starting to do live music now. Um, it's been the past few months, and that's the only thing so far. I mean, maybe some, maybe a few gigs in April already set up, and then maybe maybe try to get on a festival. Try to see if I can do that. Oh, but, yeah. um, All right, you started writing in the pandemic. Right, I'm back to this, dude. I'm still wrapping <laughs> yeah, my head yeah. around. All right, so 2020. February, so you say you write your first tune. You were, what what was it? What was the first tune? It, by the it way? was the uh, title track to the EP, one okay. way or another. So yeah, once you start writing, um, like you're literally just two years in to writing. You're, you're 24 months into your own thing. So like, how many songs would you say you could put out? Right, you're ready to record. You're ready to. Uh, like put the stamp on because that's the one of the hardest things that you, that you can do is actually say, especially as a songwriter, um, finalize. I'm done. This is a, this song is over with. It's done. It's perfect. But it's finished. I don't know if any songwriter goes. This song's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this song's finished. We've got like four, right? So how many would you be willing to say are ready to go? I mean, I think I'd probably play them out. Um, the thing is, like with these, I'm definitely going to, re- I already have them recorded and stuff, but the other like, you know, collection of songs, I'm still kind of debating on it. You know, I've played a few uh-huh. open mics, just kind of slowly bringing oh, yeah. them in because, uh, I mean, it's probably like, besides those six on the EP, I would say probably another like 30, 35. Oh, so you're ready. Oh, you got a bank. You got a ton. I just keep, you know, throwing them in there. It's like, okay, I got to make sure I write this down, write down the titles and make sure at least, you know, remember them and. Don't completely throw them away, you know. Yeah. So he's like one of those groups that, yeah, we had 40 songs. We had to whittle it down to the best 10. Yeah. yeah so that's a yeah. good spot to be in. So and, do, you, do you still, you, you talked about when you first started writing, you know, some, sometimes lines would just come to you and you'd write those down. Is that how you tend to write now? Or do you, uh, are you more intentional about sitting down to write? Um, it just kind of comes and goes. Like if sitting in the car, maybe one day, you know, I'm listening to another song by an artist. And, you know, get somewhat inspired by that or, you know, um, or have a melody that I have written down I've had for like months or weeks, you know, and finally start to think of some words to, to put with it. But I wish I could do that. I've, I've tried to sit down and play guitar and, you know, try to write down lines at the same time. And for some reason, it just never, never works out, you know. It's got to be one thing or another, you know, for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I definitely have a lot of that. I think I got a lot of that. Yeah. It's hard. To, you know, have you ever, do you make time to write when you write? Do you go, I'm going to write from this time to this time? Well, I don't write. Well, when <laughs> but you, when you, I do, you've written. Yeah, when I do, I have to make time. Yeah, I got to sit down and say, I'm going to sit here and do some writing. Yeah. Most, it, most of the time. Now, I have had times like uh, something will come to me and I'll, I'll record something on the phone. It's usually when I'm out hiking. Is it? Yeah. When you're doing something else, not thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, if it. I'm just out on a long walk, you know, and something will come to mind and I'll, I'll make a, a voice memo. But most of the time, it's, it's like when we had the songwriters club, I had to just say, all right, I'm going to sit down here and write. I, actually, I did that during the songwriter group and that was the hardest writing I have, I've ever done. Yeah. But it made me do it. 
Well, it's a lot, you know, a lot of times it's a lot of sitting there like, oh gosh, you know, I don't know, I, I, this is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then when it starts coming it, it all, the song comes out pretty quickly. Yeah. But sometimes it's just sitting there with nothing. But that's how it works for me. I had like 14 pages for each song because I would start with something and have yeah. a terrible idea and then go to another page and have another terrible idea. But but I sat down to do it I, and it just didn't, it wasn't natural. Because I'm like, I'm like, you, I can be in traffic. I can be walking down the road. I can be in the middle of a conversation with somebody. And, and if something hits, if you don't write it, if I don't write it down or put a memo, it's gone. It's in the air. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Writing's weird. We talk about that too. Writing is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is. What's it tend to look like for you, Evan? Do you ever go, I'm going to take this hour, the next two hours this week, and I'm going to write on these couple of days? Uh, not too much. I mean, I at least try to write at least once a day, even if it's one line. If, I, if something yeah. comes to me, just write it down anyways, you know, even if I, regardless if I think I'm going to use it or not, you know. Um, but I mean, there's certain days like if I have a, you know, uh, late day at work, go in later, you know, I'll try to sit down in the morning or in the afternoon and try to, either whittle on the guitar a little bit or, you know, write down a line or go through the notebook or something, you know. Yeah. It's whatever I feel is right, you know. Mine's always guitar first. Is it? Like, I don't, I, if I was going to sit down and write, it wouldn't be lyrics. So do you have to have some type of melody in mind to write? Um, I guess not technically a melody. I mean, sometimes, yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it's got a flow on the page for me, you know. If, if I feel like it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't flow, I'm like, something's missing here, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've tried to sit down with guitar and I find myself after a while just noodling more than mm-hmm. trying to write. And I'm like, oh gosh, I got to put this down, you know? Yeah. I can't remember if we asked you this or not, but did you, when you picked up the guitar pretty, uh, you know, right after high school, did you take lessons or anything or were you self-taught? Uh, with um, that uh, lady I was mentioning, oh, my yeah, grandpa's yeah. half-sister, uh, we, okay. we probably did like, I want to say officially like maybe four or five lessons. Oh, it's not taking lessons with mm. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly just us talking, you know, because we'd, I'd never met her and you know, we were just talking about different things and then she's like, okay, let's, let me show you a C chord and a G mm. chord and all that stuff and what songs do you want to learn? I can try to learn them for you and we can do it that way. And mm. um, Did you start off finger picking or? It was, it was early on, you know, there was, uh, I wanted to play some of the Blaze Foley stuff and Jackson Frank stuff. So I was like asking her, you know, I was like, how do you do that? You know, Cause just thinking about it, like just hearing it, I was like, how do they, how do they finger pick? It's like, yeah. it's crazy. It's a, it's its own thing, man. I've been sitting up here trying to do like the ragtime type stuff. Oh yeah. Thumb pick. Thumb pick. I feel like a newborn. <laughs> you are. <laughs> man. I'm like, is this ever going to come to me? It will. <laughs> oh, I it get will. it, man. I get it. It will. That's a dude. That's uh, you know, learning that Doc Watson stuff that I've been messing with now. Yeah, it, it's you know syncopated different timings and all that stuff. One, your thumb doing one thing, everything else doing everything else. The thing with that is like, am I ever going to be able to play at that speed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But don't uh, if no, yes. If you don't get frustrated and give up, it's all about yeah. time, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like everything else playing. Uh, bluegrass playing finger picking playing anything uh, banjo even if you were to pick up the banjo that finger roll if once you get it you got it but it's just time 
That's what maybe you look at like Bebelhauser and goes, eh, I don't like you, man. You're too good at everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can do everything. But you know, one of the things we've learned in this podcast, Evan, and that's <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you about. You know, we, uh, almost everybody we talk to that are just phenomenal players, they talk about how much they practiced. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you've moved along pretty quickly. Like when you picked up the guitar in 2018, how much were you playing? Oh, I mean, like the first few months, I was kind of slacking left the guitar in the corner a little bit, would pick it up, play a chord, you know, or try to learn. But um, I guess there came a point probably early 2019 where I was like, okay, I got to get, I want to do this. I want to get better. And I just started learning, learning songs I liked, you know, by whether it was like Jackson Frank or Andrew Combs or Justin Towns Earl, you know, just songs I really loved. And of course it wasn't easy at first, you know, especially with some of the finger picking, but yeah. I had to learn if I wanted to do those songs, you know. But yeah, I just, I, just I, I love finger picking. I love the sound. You know, it's something I've always been fascinated with, and trying to learn new patterns, new, you know, stuff like that. But oh yeah, let's listen to another song. Tell us about. Uh, we mentioned it, but tell us about one way or another. Yeah, one way or another. I, that was the first song I ever wrote. Um, I think I wrote that into February, early March, after uh, losing someone in January. You know, just we were cleaning out the house and stuff, and I was just sitting there thinking. Of, Think about things, and mm. I think I wrote the, I think I wrote the first verse and the chorus, like there, and then probably like a week later I finished it, just to, but it just you know I didn't really edit it. I just had the chords and everything. I originally strummed it, but I've changed it to finger picking. But all right, that's where that song came from. All right, let's check, check it out. out. Thought we'd never get there 
mind Seems wherever I go I make decisions that Won't stop me from feeling alone It's just one of those things Can change lives forever Those scars aren't hit well We'll get through this One way or another Man. Yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that's it. Pretty. After you, after you told us you lost somebody in that in that song, and then you listen to the lyrics, you can tell that's a a pretty meaningful song to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt right coming out, so I'm like, I just need to finish it, right? You know, a lot of visuals in that song that you can just follow along with. Too. Yeah, telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The leather jacket hanging should have been put it in the frame. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, thank you guys. Getting drunk at the California, Kentucky Fair. <laughs> well, it, it, it'd be uh, Alexandria has a fair every year. They call it like the Campbell County Fair or whatever because that's yeah. the county it's in. But yeah, it's uh, just down the down the street from there. So you know, we always always went there and yeah, my whole life, you know, always went there. And was this a friend or a family member or it, yeah, my uncle, your yeah. uncle? Okay. Yeah, we, I started hanging out with him when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and he was a big Bob Dylan fan and. uh he, there's a lot of local guys like Lonnie Mack. He's a big Lonnie oh, Mack fan. Lonnie yeah. Mack, uh, man. Oh, yeah. So he introduced me to him and just, you know, Taj Mahal, Wilson Pickett, you know, uh-huh. Neil Young. Uh-huh. I mean, all that stuff. And that's what really got me. Okay. Got so he me influenced interested. your music also a lot. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Lonnie Mack, man. Nobody brings up Lonnie Mack. I know. That's what I'm saying. I was like, why isn't he in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet? Uh, Lonnie Mack, man. He's yeah. awesome. So our, uh, our listeners that want to uh, follow your journey here, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, just uh, Evan McMillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Uh, and then I got Facebook, uh, YouTube, stuff like that. And then hopefully coming up here within the next month or so, I'll have some stuff on Spotify. I'll probably release right. a single first and then uh, release the full EP after oh, yeah. that. Okay. Um, Do you know what your next release is going to be? Can you say? Yeah, it's gonna, it's going to be a... Uh, I'll release a single. I'll probably release Forgotten Past as a single. I think okay. I've, I've already got the artwork and stuff picked out and... Uh, yeah, that'll be on, you know, you know, uh, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, stuff like that. Awesome. And uh, probably wait maybe two or three weeks after that and just release a full-length EP. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got it mastered from uh, Mike Montgomery at Candyland Studios in Cincinnati, and uh, he did a really good job awesome. as well. So along everything's with ready to go, huh? Pretty much, yeah. I already got the, already did, did that and got it done. And thankfully, Brady did those recordings with me in February, so we already had those mixed and stuff, so... Yeah. Oh, that's man. cool. Here we go. Well, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're going to go out. We're going to close the uh, close the podcast with listening to Janie. Tell us about Janie. Yeah. Um. So that song, when I wrote it, I was kind of inspired by another, uh, another song and just changed the chords and the melody and stuff like that up. But it was kind of like, I guess I guess I can say it. It was kind of influenced by a Bob Dylan's song, Girl from the North Country. Okay. I was listening to that song and then I just kind of was inspired by that. Awesome. From what I can remember yeah. when I wrote it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you know, just listen to that song for a while and just had that melody in my head and then just wrote down the words and there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, keep it going, Evan, man. You got a good thing going here in a pretty short period of time. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you talking with us and we're going to stick around and video, shoot some one-shot videos now. Oh, yeah. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Evan. Yeah, thanks. 
That's all that's left here for us to take. 